All right, welcome to the Conservatine. This is your host, Chase Levitt, and today I have on Caroline Smith. Um, thanks for coming on, Caroline. Thank you so much, Chase, for having me. I'm so, so, so excited to be here. Um, this is really like a full circle moment because you emailed me last year and talked about your idea of starting a new conservative podcast, and I was so encouraged and so inspired, and to really see this like come to life and all the work you put into this is really amazing. So, so it's such an honor to be joining you today. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's an honor to have you. Um, if you don't mind, can you like tell us a little bit about yourself and like your journey in the conservative movement? And... Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So I'm 16 years old. I'm from small town, Alabama, and I'm going to be honest. I hated politics. I did not want to be involved in politics. Like I've, I've come from a conservative family. I always considered myself to be a conservative because I'm a Christian, but I never wanted to be involved in politics like whatsoever. Everything changed in March of 2020. My Republican governor, Governor Ivy, shut down churches, but she wouldn't shut down liquor stores. She shut down churches, but she wouldn't shut down abortion clinics. And uh, that's when I kind of realized something is wrong here. Now, my granddad, he pastors a small church here. And that was the first time in my life that I'd ever been told, hey, you can't go worship. You can't go to church anymore because the government tells you that you can't. And so when my religious liberty was really under attack like that, I guess that's when I started to value it most. And I started realizing I have to speak up for freedom or I'm going to lose it all. That's awesome. Your whole thing that you have going is just awesome. And, you know, your story is kind of like mine. Obviously, I didn't get as involved as quick as you did. But March 2020, right when COVID hit in that time, um, when everything in the country was just going downhill, I, that's really when I started to, you know, gain an interest because I never had an interest much before until then. But yeah, that's awesome. So um, we have been trying to get this going for a while. Like we've been trying to have you on for a while, but I'm really glad that um, we made it happen. So thanks for coming on. And uh, um, I just want to start off by asking you, you know, you being so involved in the political world, who is your political inspiration? I have to say, um, I have two probably biggest inspirations and um, here in politics, and that's definitely Sean Foyt. So I don't know if you know about Sean Foyt, but he was the leader of Instillist, the leader of the Let Us Worship movement. So he, back in 2020, when the churches were being shut down and everything, he said, hey, we're going to take the church outside the building and we're going to go worship all around America. And he hosted these huge revivals, is still doing so. And uh, I got to interview him like two months back. So that was crazy. And he's definitely probably my biggest um, inspiration, but also Kaylee McEnany. She is Trump's former White House press secretary. I've met with her a few times and her sister, Ryan. And I got to say, she is like amazing. She's on fire for the Lord. She's on fire for America. She is just so eloquent and so well-spoken. And she's definitely another one of my biggest role models for sure. That's awesome. You know, I always loved listening to um, her when she would um her briefings during yes. the pandemic and all that, like with all the crazy, you know, you could just listen to them and you, you hear the truth from her along with the passion and all that. But all right. So I'm going to get started talking about what we're going to talk about today, which is um, why it is so important to be an outspoken conservative in America, especially being our age is so mm -hmm. young. Yeah. So, um, you know, as teens involved in politics, many will degrade us and, 
you know, discourage us from being so involved. Like people our age, like I've had friends that are very like, why do you even care? Why do you mm -hmm. even care about politics? It doesn't affect you when that couldn't be further from the truth because it's affecting me now and in the future. Um, and so, and then there's people that are older that are like, you know, you're not mature enough. You don't know what you're talking about and all that. Um, it was kind of funny because I don't know if you've seen my latest posts on Andrew Badger, who's running for my congressional district here in Utah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I went and did a parade for him where it helped uh, hand out flyers and stuff like that. And there was this other volunteer there who asked me, she's like, how did you get roped into this? And I was like, I volunteered. And she was like, are you even 18? Can you even vote? And I was like, no. And she's like, wow. And I'm like, I, I just want to get involved because, you know, being so involved now, it will create a bigger future down the road. So yeah. what I'm so what I'm getting to is what is your message to young conservatives out there who may feel threatened to speak up and share their views? Well, first of all, Chase, I'm really inspired um, by, by your willingness to like get involved locally. Not only just that, but to face your fears, because like you said, it is intimidating to go out and start a conservative podcast, to go out and be outspoken about your political beliefs. Like people are going to judge you. They just are. And that's that's very unfortunate. But I'd rather not regret it in the end, not starting it, then I would have, you know, people judging me. Like, who cares what they think? You're speaking up for what you believe in. And I really, really respect that. Um, my advice would definitely be, um, you've got you've to gotta think about what you're losing if you don't speak up. And in this case, it's our freedom. How much is your freedom worth to you? If it's not worth very much, then you probably should leave our country because our country is the last stand for freedom. That's what President Ronald Reagan said. There's nowhere else to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. I believe our freedom is valuable. You believe our freedom is valuable. And if it's worth enough to you, then you will speak up and you will start fighting for it to defend it or else we're going to lose it. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that, you know, all over the country, there needs to be more emphasis on getting young conservatives into the movement mm -hmm. because I think uh, organizations like TPUSA, yeah. um, Young Americans, uh, Young Americans for Freedom, that yeah. those organizations are doing such a great job at getting youth into the movement because it's really important that we start sharing our views, giving our voice, getting our voice out there right now so that we can, you know, when we're older, we can keep on, keep up the momentum and just, you know, save our country really. Exactly, right? exactly. That's the goal. So, yeah. Um, here's a little follow-up question to that is how do you believe well, right now, our country, you know, we've been in such a deep decline since 2020, since, well, not since Trump left, really, yeah. since Biden went into office, we've been such a deep decline with this radical leftist agenda, whether it be, um, you know, the wide open borders, um, critical race theory in schools, mandates all over the place, our Second Amendment rights being um, taken away. Um, how do you how can we as teens fight back against the radical leftist agendas that are being pushed all throughout the country? Well, like you said, we actually, we have to take action, even on a local level, we have to get involved. Just because we're not old enough to vote doesn't mean we're not old enough to care. Um, like me and Chase are talking about this right prior to filming and um, Alabama, here in Alabama where I'm from, we just had a big Senate race. Now I am too young to vote, but I can't even tell you how many people reached out and were like, who should I vote for today? And because they knew that I was involved on a local level. So like you getting involved will matter and it will make a difference for sure. 
um, another way that we can get involved is to get involved in these incredible organizations. Um, like you said, Turning Point USA is a great one. Young Americans for Liberty, Young Americans for Freedom, um, the Heritage Foundation, like there's so, so, so many. And if we just like plug ourselves in and start getting involved, we can really see some, some great changes starting to happen. I think that's exactly what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Um, and speaking of like TPUSA and Young Americans, Young America's Foundation, those things, um, and getting teens involved, there are a lot of just different events going around, like America Fest for TPUSA, there's the Student Action Summit yeah. uh, for TPUSA, all those things. Um, first, I want to ask you is how do you, how important do you think those things are? And I know that you've been to a lot of those. So if you want to share like some of your favorites and the things that you've learned from there. Of course. I mean, I love all of Turning Point USA's events. They really have played such a big part in um, really sparking my passion to keep going in politics and keep speaking up for what I believe in um, as a young American. And I've met so, so, so many friends through Turning Point USA. You being one of them, I think you kind of connected through Turning Point as well. And so it's really, it's really an incredible organization. You can meet so many friends. You can really plug yourself in. Um, the events are so much fun. You really feel like you're surrounded with like-minded people. Um, I loved, loved, loved America Fest. And I'm so excited to go to the Student Action Summit in just a few days, um, I guess it's a few weeks from now. But I have to say, events are not the most important thing. The most important thing is what we do when we get home from events. Events get us excited. They keep this passion going and it is amazing. It's invigorating. It's so fun to like be able to surround yourself with like-minded people that share the same passion as you do. And then it's so fun to be able to like stay in touch with them when you go back home and kind of like keep uplifting each other and encouraging each other in this fight. But what really, really matters is like you said to begin with, getting involved on a local level and really like volunteering. You gotta put your time into this if it's really valuable to you. You can't say freedom's important to you and then not do anything to defend it. So definitely just plugging yourself in, getting involved on a local level. And yeah, that's, that's my advice. What are some of your, like, what would you say is your favorite America Fest? Is that what you're saying? Is, um, you know what? I actually went to Young Women's Leadership Summit um, last June in Dallas, Texas. And that, is pro that was probably my favorite just because America Fest is so big and there's like so yeah. much going on that you kind uh -huh. of feel like you miss out on a lot. But America Fest is amazing. Turning Point events are phenomenal. And um, it's always great to see people that I look up to and like realize, okay, these people are just humans. God used them in this fight for freedom. He's going to use me. He's doing so and he's using you as well. So it's really cool to just see like, you know, Tucker Carlson and Kaylee McEnany and Donald Trump Jr. And like, so I'm going to see Donald Trump for like the fifth time next month. And yeah. it's just crazy because you realize just how human these people are. Like, they're just uh -huh. like us. They just have the same passion and they're, they're excited. And I think that's, that's probably my favorite. So probably the Young Women's Leadership Summit. I totally like went around that awesome. question. That's probably no, my favorite. Good. I love you're all good. of them. <laughs> no, you're totally okay. You know, I've just looked at all those events and I just think they're so awesome what they're doing and what, and the, they're encouraging the youth to go out there and go to them. I'm actually going to go, maybe, it's not a for sure thing yet, but I might be going to the America Fest this year, which That's I'm super awesome. excited about. You totally let me go. I'm going to have a media booth there. So really? definitely we That's should do awesome. an in-person interview. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, yeah, me and my friends might go, a couple of my friends. So I'm really hoping that can happen. But um, I'm going to shift gears a little bit here. Um, you know, we're in the midst of primary season right now, yeah. primary elections, and then the upcoming midterms in November. Um, how crucial do you believe that the 2022 midterms are for the fate of our nation, really? They're super, super important. And 
that's why it's important that we take time to research who we're actually electing. Like here in Alabama, I'm just going to be honest, people of my state, they didn't take time to get informed and they just elected a Democrat, a proven Democrat. She's a rhino. Her name's Katie Britt. Um, she helped get Democrat Doug Jones elected like six years ago. She was, she raised gas taxes and everything. The people of my state, they just elected her to be our Republican candidate for United States Senate. And here in Alabama, the Republicans usually win. So she's going to win if she's a Democrat. And I don't want to see that happening other, in other states for sure. So we definitely need to get informed and know who we're voting for. Because mm-hmm. like you said, it's crucial. It's going to be very, very important in determining the fate of our nation. Um, obviously, in 2024, we want to take back the White House, whether that be with President Trump or, pre- or I already said President DeSantis or Governor DeSantis. Um, but it doesn't matter who we have in the Oval Office if we have nobody in Congress or in Senate who are really going to take a stand and, and back that president. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I fullheartedly believe that this is the year that we can take back the House, the Senate, Absolutely. and like you said, in 2024, the White House, because obviously the democratic um, agenda is just not working clearly not at all um nothing is built nothing is back nothing is better yep (laughs) we just need to make it great again um Mm -hmm. so i one thing i think is i believe that people teams like us need to get really involved in the campaigns and whatever of our local like local governments and our representatives that are going to be going to DC because I think that like you said Katie Britt she's a Democrat and she won't be representing Republican values in DC so I think it's very important especially when people are electing um, U.S. representatives that we really are informed about who we're voting for and who we're electing because we can't just keep sending the same old establishment Republicans to DC like my current representative our current representative in the first congressional district here in Utah is Blake Moore. And he has been all but America first. You know, he's voted um, to condemn President Trump. He voted for the January 6th commission. He supports Liz Cheney. Mm. He's just not the fighter that we need in Congress. And see, I support Andrew Badger. I did a lot of research on all the candidates and he is someone that is America first. He will fight for Utah and American values in DC and will actually represent the people. And I think it's just very important that coming up in these 2022 midterms that we really elect these America first candidates into into office. So- I couldn't agree more, I couldn't agree more. We definitely need to stop settling for moderates when we can have fighters. There are over 300 million people in this country, and I believe that most of them believe the same thing that you and I do. We want to protect our God-given freedom here in America. We see how special it is. And it's time for us to stop sending people up to D.C. that aren't going to represent us to the full capacity. Like, there are so many people in this country. We deserve fighters, and I think we can get fighters. We do. I, I think everywhere in the country, we deserve the firepower, like you're saying, in D.C. to really fight for our, our constitutional rights mm-hmm. and just our lives as everyday American citizens. Absolutely. Um, so I want to talk about, I want to ask you, where do you see the United States in 10 years, five, 10 years, if this liberal quote unquote leadership continues? I see our country as a socialist country, full on socialist. We're already heading in that direction right now. It is so, so sad to me 
to just see how how hopeless our, our our country seems to be right now. The state of our nation has never been worse. I do believe that. Um, and you know, there have been times where Democrats have won elections or like have you know taken over the majority, or we have like a Democrat president like Barack Obama or whatever. And um, but we didn't lose all hope because we're like, hey, a Republican can still win. But it's a totally different thing when leaders aren't being elected anymore, they're being selected. We're no longer given, you know, the same right to vote because we're having our votes stolen from us. So it's really, it's definitely scary if I just think about, you know, what our nation would look like even five years down the road if we have this same liberal leadership in place. But um, that said, I'm not hopeless. I'm not, I've not given up on America. If I believed America was doomed, I wouldn't be saying anything. I don't think you would be either. We'd be like, we're wasting our time. Like, yeah. we're looking you know, to Venezuela, but not like that's any better. So, yeah. like, so those countries, oh, oh, so bad. I think that um, America is not doomed. America is not hopeless. That's because if we look at American history, any at any point in time where we have like started losing our freedom, that's when we start realizing the value of it. And that's when we start wanting to fight harder for it. And so, I believe that even, and, and this sounds really sad. I mean, I, I hate that we're losing any freedom at all. But when we start losing our freedom, that's when we truly start to value it and realize, okay, this is something we're fighting for. So I think our generation, Chase, is starting to wake up and starting yeah. to realize, hey, freedom is something we're fighting for. It's special. So if our generation continues to wake up and we have not only just an awakening and like, you know, conservative mindsets and everything, but if we really come back to Jesus and put him first, then, hey, I'm not worried anymore. I believe that, hey, America isn't doomed. You and I Chase, have been placed here for such a time as this. God is using us to speak to younger people and get them involved. So I'm excited to see what God is. I don't believe he's given up and I'm definitely not giving up either. That's awesome. I, I couldn't agree with more with all that you just said. And you mentioned hope. Like we need to have hope that we can get out of this and that we can become the America that we were under President Trump, under even all the way back to when the founding fathers founded our nation. Mm -hmm. Um and I think that we've been in this situation before. If under the Carter administration yeah. in the late 70s, it was very similar to what's happening now. And I think that a lot of people had hope that we can unite again and that we can become strong again. And then we elected um, a strong conservative in President Reagan. I think that this situation is just very similar and that in 2024, if we just keep that hope, we can go far. Um, like, like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, oh, but good. like, I think that there are a lot of Democrats or even like, you know, moderate Democrats that weren't like full out crazy leftists that are coming over to our side because they're realizing, hey, like we just talked about, like the Democrat um, initiative, like this is failing. Build back better is only building back broke. So I think they're starting to realize that, hey, this isn't working. We've got to find something that is working. And that's exactly what happened under President Trump. Yep, I totally agree. Um, so I'm going to kind of wrap it up a little bit. But, um, you know, how can you see our whole country unite together, even Republicans, Democrats, just all of us unite together to be able to keep America and keep this freedom that we have and all that, like, what is your answer to that? Well, when I look at what it's gonna to take to unite America, I definitely think it's gonna be having, um, having just this realization that, hey, we need to put God first. 
if we don't put God first, then, you know, we're not going to have a nation anymore. Like, I always like to say, America didn't create religious liberty, but religious liberty created America. And we've lost sight of that completely, especially within our own generation. So I think once we start to remember why our country was founded in the first place, we'll start remembering what we need to preserve. I totally agree. Um, we talked about a lot of great things today. And I think that, you know, we've talked about how, you know, we as the youth of America really need to step up and we need to fight for our country because if we don't have all of us, it's going to be like, there's none of us. We have to stand together against, you know, both foreign um, threats and domestic threats within the Democratic Party. And all those people are trying their hardest to take down America. Like mm -hmm. these Democrats here in our country, they are fighting to take down America, just like China's fighting to take down America. Mm -hmm. They it so we just need to unite together and fight for our future, the future exactly. of our country. Exactly. And, I don't know if it was President Lincoln. Um, I think it was him who said this, but he said like. If we ever lose our nation, it won't because of but be because of what happened, you know, with outside enemies. It will be because we destroyed ourselves from within. And I think that's exactly what we're seeing right now. Um, like you just talked about, our domestic threats are far worse right now when we really look at it because they don't even want to put America first. It's up to us. We are we're America's last hope. If we don't do something, then we'll lose our country. Yeah, um, I'm just when you brought that up, it made me think of a quote by Ronald Reagan. I can't. I don't remember it word for word, but it was that freedom isn't passed through the bloodline. It is fought for. It has to be fought for through each generation. Yeah. And what needs to happen is, you know, we need to all start fighting now so that like our kids will have something to fight for and our grandkids and so forth will have something to fight for because it, it, like President Reagan said, it doesn't go through the bloodstream you can't the bloodline you can't it doesn't just appear you have it has to be fought for and freedom isn't free exactly. whether that be you know we have our men and women in uniform fighting for our country or even just here at home you know mm -hmm. what we're doing is just speaking up yep. for our country when it's being attacked from every side from democrats and liberals and uh, foreign threats so I just think it's very important that we continue doing what we're doing and continue to fight because um, if we don't, there's not going to be something, there's not going to be an America in the future. But like you said, and I agree, I have hope that we can, you know, make America great again and we can, you know, we can continue our America's strength and our values and our freedom um, and all that. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add, but. Well, of course, thank you so much for having me on. First of all, this has been so fun. It's such a good conversation. I look forward to having you on my show soon. I think that'll be super fun. And uh, just, I'm really, really inspired and encouraged by what you're doing. So keep doing that. Um, any of you that are listening, thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. You can go find any of my stuff, um, www.thepatriottalk.com. Also on Instagram at Caroline the Patriot, but Instagram hates me. And they like to delete my stuff a lot. So I don't know. It's probably not the best way for you to um, find me, but keep listening to Chase. He's going far. So thank you so much for, for having me. No problem. Thanks for coming on. And to all of you listening, go, go watch her show. 
She is awesome. She has interviewed so many great conservative voices. And I, I think it's awesome what you do, you're doing. You inspired me to do this. Um, and so I, I just got to say thank you. And thank you for coming on. That seriously means so much. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great day. Keep fighting hard for our country, for the truth, and for your freedom. Thank you. Bye.